Well, in February, most companies on the Aussie share market will release their half-year profit results. This is where investors can find out how companies have done over the six months between July and December 2022. There's lots of stuff you can find out, like their sales, their profits or losses, what the drivers and catalysts were for their results, whether or not they're paying a dividend, how big it is and when they're paying it out, and also what their goals are for the future. Now, we're heading into the earnings season off the back of the strongest start that we've had to a year since 1986. And the profit reporting season is important because it can actually see some really significant moves in share prices in both directions, especially when investors are disappointed or quite impressed with their results. So it'll be interesting to see if we can continue this momentum or if things are going to die down over the second half of the month in particular, which is when we get most companies out with their results. Now, something that might help you over the reporting season is a calendar that we've put together. You can find this on our website on the reporting season page. Now, basically this is a list of over hundred companies that are on the market, when they're going to be releasing the results and what the market's expectations are as well. Now, things to watch out for this reporting season, one of the main things is going to continue to be how well companies are able to control their cost. There's also a general expectation that companies will face challenges in 2023. So what companies are saying about the next six to 12 months, uh, either positive or negative, will also be quite important. And analyst expectations are relatively conservative for this season. Now, if we look at some of the different areas of the market and what you can expect, let's start with the banks. Now, the banks can actually benefit from rising interest rates, which we've had obviously in the past year. We've had eight rate hikes in 2022. But on the flip side, aggressive interest rate hikes can actually reduce demand for new loans coming through because people can't afford loans as well as they did say when rates were at almost zero. Now the banks are interesting though because they don't actually for the most part release their results in February. They'll do so in early May. So they've got a different reporting period, but uh, there are two exceptions, CBA, it will be out with its half year results on the 15th of uh, the month, and then five days later, Bendigo and Adelaide Bank. So things like margins, uh, any type of mortgage stress which is popping up, and also the dividend always receive attention. If we look at the insurers, another area of the market that actually can benefit from rising interest rates, and that's because insurers hold billions of dollars on their books, they take that money, they invest it in safer investments. And when that happens, when interest rates are rising, that can provide a very healthy boost to their investment returns. On the flip side, here though, you know, bad weather has been a real negative. Uh, that has meant that insurers are raising their premiums to cut down on costs or at least to pass it on. And that's continuing. We've had bad weather, storms, flooding in New Zealand, and we'll find out a bit more about how companies are holding up. Now, if we look at the retailers, this has actually been an area of the market that has been somewhat surprisingly resilient. And that's because a number of key players in this space have recently told investors that they actually have done quite well uh, in the lead up to Christmas. People are still buying. So an example has been Maya. It rose 43% last month. It said there's been near record levels of sales. Foot traffic has been robust. Super Retail Group, which is behind Rebel, BCF, MacPack, Super Cheap Auto. It also has, has jumped 18% last month. It's had strong demand across uh, most of its brands. Kogan.com, the online retailer, up almost 30% in January. And it actually has been making inroads in bringing down excess inventory, which has been a problem for the group. And JB Hi-Fi recently said that first half profits are probably gonna be up 15%, not only for the good guys, which it bought six years ago, but also for its JB Hi-Fi electronics stores in Australia and also in New Zealand. Now the areas and the stocks that might not do so well in that uh, retail space are those that are having trouble 
getting people through their door or attracting them to their website. They're resorting to promotional activity, heavy discounting as well. They're letting go employees. And an example has been Redbubble, which has actually fallen heavily over the past month. It's let go 20% of its workforce and also is not getting the benefit of $50 million in sales for masks that it made you know, over the course of the pandemic. Now in the mining sector, uh, we've had a, a mixed results across the board so far as far as what they're flagging. But miners are interesting and so are energy stocks because they provide quarterly updates so you get pretty good visibility of how they're doing now BHP Rio and Fortescue are three big miners all have generally said they're on track to meet their goals but iron ore prices have dropped about 25% over the past three months or at least for the December quarter for all three so that's going to be a little bit of a wait for them uh, also for Fortescue leadership uh, is always something that receives attention because they've had nine senior executives that have left the group in the last few years and just last month the CFO uh, resigned as well in the gold mining space the big one to watch will be Newcrest Mining Less to do with gold prices and, and gold um, uh, production and profitability, more to do with the fact that one of the world's largest gold miners, Newmont, which is an American company, two and a half times the size of Newcrest, has put a, a deal on the table worth about $24 billion to buy Newcrest. So that could certainly change uh, the, the space, not only Newcrest, but for its competitors in Australia as well. So one to watch. And in the lithium space, they're still benefiting from all the demand for electric vehicles and batteries that are going on. Still a shortage, essentially, and there's expected to be a shortage over the long term. Lithium is quite difficult to replace, unlike some other commodities, which can be easier to find alternatives. So Pilbara and Olcom, for example, have seen strong improvements in their results recently. Now, if we turn our attention to energy stocks, Woodside and Santos, for example, they've actually had production levels of their commodities that um, remaining quite robust, but both have experienced declines in revenue of about 12% between October and December because oil prices have fallen. But as has been the case with coal miners as well, since the, the, uh, the war in Ukraine, energy prices have gone through the roof. So some of the best performers last year were coal, coal producers and also energy stocks like Woodside as well. Now, just to give you an example of this, uh, uh, Whitehaven Coal has had a decline in production in the past three months, has also seen coal prices dropping a bit. It is making roughly five and a half times for each ton of coal that it's selling compared to before the war in Ukraine started. Now, if we look at travel, there's been investor caution on this front because of course of the more difficult 2023 ahead. But look, there's been so much pent up demand for travel over the past six to 12 months because of the reopening of the economy that many of these companies have generally uh, been quite well supported. Qantas raises profit guidance in November for the first half. Flight Center made an acquisition in the last few weeks in the UK for a luxury travel group. And it says that's going to diversify the way it makes money, especially at a time where uh, companies and commissions have been dropping from what it gets uh, from airlines. Now, if we look at consumer staples, uh, this is going to be an interesting one. It includes the supermarket chains. There can be a little more resilient at a difficult time in the economy because you know people are going to still probably go out to the supermarkets and buy their groceries maybe choosing some cheaper items, but it's not the first place people might look to cut spending significantly. You might cut spending on furniture, on discretionary items, on going out. You might go to the movies left or go out to restaurants, but you're still probably going to buy stuff from the supermarket. And in the healthcare space, this has been a mixed bag, but companies like Ansel have generally been hit by a decline in demand for gloves and protective equipment. And then also Sonic Healthcare and Helios, they've been hit with a really big decline in uh, the number of PCR tests. So during the pandemic, they were doing tens of thousands of PCR test 
on a daily basis. The big one in the healthcare space though is CSL. It is one of the largest companies on our market as well. Now the thing to watch there is basically the collection of blood plasma. It needs that to make its highest selling products. And there looks like there's been a recovery recently in the collection of blood plasma, especially in the US, albeit at a high cost. So its margins might have taken a bit of a hit. Having said that, CSL shares are currently sitting near the best levels in about 52 weeks. On that note, everyone, hope that was helpful and I hope you enjoy the reporting season ahead.